Welcome to It's Our Turn. Welcome to It's Our Turn. Queers and cults. cults. Oh my God. My name is Emerson. My pronouns are he, they. My name is Tony. My pronouns are he, him. My name is Aiden, and my pronouns are they, them. We would like to acknowledge the original inhabitants of this area, the Weot tribe, and thank the past, present, and future stewards of this land. This land acknowledgement does not exist in the past tense. Colonialism is a current ongoing process, and we need to build the mindfulness of our present participation. We all should take action to support our local indigenous communities. Go to honortax.org to find out more about whose land you're on and how to support those tribes. In this show, we talk about religious and personal trauma. Our episodes often include subjects centering around manipulation, gaslighting, coercion, toxic masculinity, patriarchy, shame, guilt, brainwashing, emotional, mental, and physical abuse. If any of these topics are things you don't want to hear today, please feel free to skip this episode. Your mental health is always the top priority. Is it happening? Is it, is it real? Are we on? Are we live? I think so. I can hear your phone notifications. This is <laughs> so much. You know what? like went to Olive Garden <laughs> and it was me my mom my sister my brother and you I came out of Olive Garden that's the fucking gayest thing I've ever heard <laughs> I know I don't understand how this radio thing works like is it I don't know <laughs> absolutely not I don't know what happened but apparently between last week and this week, I completely forgot how to run anything and everything. I'll tell you what happened. What? Some earthquakes and some fucking high winds well, over here. I was here. here last week. I was doing it last week. That it doesn't was... matter. <laughs> <laughs> there were still more. Um, no. Uh, uh, hey. Hi. What's your name? <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> Welcome to It's Our Turn. Queers, Queers and cults. cults. God, it's been so, so fucking long. long. Uh, Oh, it just feels like a reunion. It feels like a reunion. Like I know. Just, yeah. We have so many things to read. My name is Aiden. <clears throat> my pronouns are they, them. My name is Emerson. My pronouns are he, they. Can you hear me in your headphones? I, uh, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> just want to make sure. I'm paranoid. It's all coming through. It's working exactly the same way it does, but it's, it's not working a little my... too well. Is am I too loud in your headphones? No, I'm, I'm, no, I was implying that it's working too well. Like things are going too smoothly, so oh, what's so wrong? Something should be fucking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah. Uh, so speaking of which, how the fuck are you? <laughs> how are you? Um, you know, I'm doing well. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I um, uh, yeah. I since I think I'm doing pretty well. The I've recovered from the holidays for the most part. Yeah, you know, which were I think we talked about them on a different episode with Tony that. I will at some point this year upload because I have apparently just completely forgotten. Hey, mental like, health, the holidays, this weather. There's a lot. Like just, it, it was just it'd be chill. We're going to, we're getting, I'm getting back into the swing of it. Tony's actually going to start editing some episodes as well. So we'll have two people working on it to get caught up and then um, we'll, we'll be back on track. So I feel like people don't really have time to listen during the holidays either. So I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, I'm like, honestly the the holidays is like a fucking different dimension yeah like everything all of my i um 
I, I'm starting to realize, I don't know if it's the older I get or realizing my mental health or both, but right. I'm starting to realize how fucking important uh, structure is for me. Like that I do the same things at the same times. I'm very OCD, I'm realizing. I mean, I've always known I was OCD, but now I'm starting to see. Uh, like, like I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm starting to realize more and then also just not deny that and not be like, well, I have to be more flexible. I don't have to be more flexible. It's my fucking life. It's my right. house. It's my food. I can eat. You know, like I, I like <clears throat> I can do the things I want. You know, and then also like realizing um, how much my ADHD is affecting or everything, and how like the the like the the you know the hyper focused meal of the day kind of th- you know just all those yeah. little things that like that like I'm I'm starting to see and 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 be comfortable in my life with those things and do those things regularly and realizing that that structure brings me comfort and. Uh, during the holidays, it all just goes to fucking hell. Yep. On a good day. On a good day. During the, I mean, it's like, I, I just, ugh, I mean, we've talked about the holidays a lot, and I don't want to necessarily belabor it, but like, it's just so wild to me that we just automatically think that we're going to have extra money, we're going to have extra energy, we're going to have extra mental, like, fortitude Uh (laughs) you know that like everything's just like we're going to be able to add all of this extra bullshit onto our lives and then just be fine well and 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 that on top of the fact that we are mammals it is winter time we shouldn't be having summer production in the winter which is expected of us yeah normally but then in addition to the holidays are happening. We're supposed to be fucking hibernating. <laughs> we are We're supposed you know to be saying? resting, eating way more, yes. which the holidays have it right there. Okay, so the food, <laughs> the food good. But the like, family stress, no. 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 The financial stress, no. And I have tried really hard. I tried really hard to cut back this year and like purposefully not put money into showing my affection for my family, I couldn't do it. I ended up breaking and buying them gifts anyway because, mm-hmm. and it's not that I don't want to spend my money on these people. Like they are, they are very solid, awesome people, and I love them dearly. But the 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 like assumption that that this gift means I've been putting a lot of thought and care into you all year long it just it's so much pressure it's so much weight it's so much stress for me (laughs) that is one thing that my family uh uh has got right in the sense that they don't i the only pressure that's being put on me um we are (laughs) Sorry, I I got distracted. We're in the, the process bar just of like, turned on. Yeah, we're, well, we're in the process of moving spaces, and so all of the soundproofing that was on the walls is, is gone, and so the the oh the, no shit yes yeah, it is the noise next the noise next door sounds so much louder. So bear with oh. us. Um, we've got two people with uh, attention deficit. I regret looking up. <laughs> and so we will be distracted quite easily. Um, um, okay, let's take another thirty seconds to talk about the holidays and then move on. Se- okay, cool. We'll set it. We'll um, go. I will. I will yeah, uh, my family's got the gift giving right. They're not. You know, I could literally. I told my sisters like I could. I could grab a rock on the on my way inside the house and hand it to them, and they'd be overjoyed. Like they don't. Aww. You know, like they they've got that. They've got that down. But so it's it's just so funny because like. 
the things that my family and I relate on and enjoy, we enjoy them immensely and they do them very well. And it's just everything outside of that. You know, like, don't honor my pronouns. Don't, don't, don't honor my name. Don't want to hear about my life or queer stuff or any of that kind of stuff. You know, like be here, but don't be yourself. Yeah. Mm, You know, that's a stress. It is. And it's, and you know, it's, it's a, it's a, um, it's a boundary that I've decided to accept, you know, like I want to see my family. So I will accept it on those terms. And I right. will like meeting them where they're capable. Yeah, exactly. I want to enjoy what I can with my family. Yeah. And so I, uh, I go into it eyes wide open, you know, um, realizing that they're not going to do that. And, and, you know, I don't want to say being okay with it, but just accepting that, accepting yep. that, you yep. know, that that's not going to change. And, and if I want to enjoy them, that's yeah. just how I have to do it. You know, yep. that doesn't go for my father. My father is a complete fucking asshole. And he, Different story. Yep, yep. And he was a complete fucking asshole over Christmas and he doesn't get the benefit of me in any capacity anymore. So and isn't that nice to have choice and autonomy? It, and it feels good to have tried. I gave it like, I gave it one last solid full effort um, a, a, an effort he didn't deserve, um, but I did anyway for me. I didn't do it for him. I did it for me, and he just f- fucked it up. So that's it. I'm, I, I'm done. That's it. You can lead a horse to water, but when it tries to drown you, <laughs> you've got some boundaries to make. Don't you have a notebook with quotes? Can you write that in the quote section of your notebook? You can lead a horse to water, but if it tries to, dr- but when it tries to drown you. <laughs> Merch ideas. <Boundaries. laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay, well, it's more than 30 seconds that we talk about the holidays. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, you can keep talking about the holidays because you haven't been here in like three months. So, which that does, that sounded a lot more uh, pointed than I meant it to. Honestly, I'm just cracking. I'm still from the horse. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I would 100% um, uh, wear that on a t shirt. My sister can, oh, I just realized my sister can make, uh, my sister made me a sweatshirt over the holidays. Like she oh has the stuff God. to make t-shirts. I need to make that happen. <laughs> I need that on mm-hmm. a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need it on a sweatshirt. <laughs> okay. Stop laughing about something you said, Emerson. Um, okay. So the holidays were fine. They were beautiful. I went up to Oregon. It was lovely. Um, I got a really nice break. I moved. Christ. That's why I. Fuck, that's what was going on. I moved. I moved during the holidays and it's <clears throat> fucking miserable. It's a nightmare. It's Moving a nightmare. is a nightmare, but then, okay, here we go again. So, hibernation. We should be. We're allowed to hibernate as mammals, but we're not. Summer mm-hmm. production, and the holidays, and moving. Mm-hmm. Well, and you in particular, I, I totally interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, it's good. But you in particular, you you are like a, you, you're a homebody. You yeah. like to be home. You like to, you know. 90% of my time. Yeah, exactly. So, so especially like you like to do that in general, specifically during the winter months. Yeah. And then yep. you did like the exact opposite of that. Yep. Yep. It was perfect timing though, because we moved from a very old Victorian. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the entire upstairs and we had a housemate who had the entire downstairs. Really chill setup, awesome rent. Um, but the house was very tilty because it was made like over a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. So the earthquake that happened in Northern California, if any of y'all didn't know about it, 
Well, it. There have been apparently like over 300 over the last month or something. Yeah, there has been like five or six that I've felt alone. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, but the one, the big one on December 20th, we that was like the third or second night that we had stayed in our new house, which is an, an updated. It's still a little slanty, but so much more insulated, so mm-hmm. much more like, you know, made within the last 50, 60 years, maybe. Yeah. Um, so much more secure and it was just perfect timing because we have like high bookshelves and we had a lot of plants. And so if they were in that Victorian, they would have done for fallen. Like we would have had so much more waste, like a loss. Um, and it would have just been more terrifying. I was, we had a, was it this last week or the week before that we had like a, uh, like a four point something earthquake. And I was at work, which I work on the third story of a building in Old Town, an older building right. in Old Town. Jeez. And it was terrifying. Just that, like, few seconds of a four-point-something earthquake was terrifying. Like, so terrifying, I almost had to go home. And Yikes. I can't imagine being upstairs in a in an old building with that 6.9 earthquake or whatever it was. Yeah, 6.8. I... Even in, like, my more updated, secure home, I thought that a car was hitting the front of the house. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, it was a crazy experience. It was terrifying. Are you experiencing this, too, though? Like, there have been so many little ones that when I feel it, I'm just like, I just kind of stand there and I just kind of look around. Like, I don't respond. I don't stop, drop, and hold on, cover, whatever. Like, I don't respond in the appropriate emergency response. Oh. But it's more just like, okay. I do. <laughs> I do. When it, like, not every little earthquake, but when I, if I realize that it's going to be a big one, I, like, like the, the 6.8 earthquake, mm-hmm. I, I just happened to be awake because it happened at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. 2 or 3 or something, 2 o'clock in the morning? I think it was 2.30, um, yeah. And I just happened to be awake. I had just woken up to go to the restroom. And had like just crawled back in bed when it happened, Whoa. and I snapped out of bed and ran right to the door frame, like without even thinking. Oh no! Just like which is what you're supposed to do in an earthquake is run to the door frame. No, no, no. It's under a table or under a flat surface. Oh, I don't have any of those. Okay, well we need to get. I don't you have one. an under. I don't have a table. <laughs> I don't have flat surfaces or under your like bed. That. Storage is probably no, there. Okay. I, anyway, I, but yeah. So the so. That is that was what they told people, mm-hmm. but now what they're saying is a table or a flat surface. Maybe I should fact check this before we're telling Probably. people this. In my no, no, I know this for a fact. You go under a table or under something flat because if something large falls, falls. on it, mm-hmm. in theory, the table will not break. Or if it does, it is more spread out yeah. and won't like pinpoint. Like, your yeah. chances of survival are a little better under a table. Well, I don't have anything big like that to fall over, and I was away from all windows. And uh, so it was pretty much the safest place in my house besides outside. So, fair. And I didn't want to run outside. Yeah. You know, um, because I know that that can be dangerous mm-hmm. if you're trying to run through a house while it, there's an earthquake happening. Right, um, right. But uh, that is something to consider if you don't have any big, like, mounted furniture or whatever. Yeah, I don't have any big... TV. yeah. My TV survived. Anyways, um, but uh, yeah, so I did react like that. But now nice. I'm scared of earthquakes. So now oh. I, I, they scare me. They scare me a lot. So every single little tiny 
Um, mm. Earthquake we've had ever since has it, it, like it's, it's a little triggering for me. It's, oh, it's a I'm so sorry. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, I don't know why they do so much, but they really scare me for some reason. I mean, I personally think there's like a little bit of a shock response in my just like standing there and like watching Probably. it happen. Yeah, because like really, really, what I could do is not a lot. And yeah, I think maybe no, that's what you're maybe understanding. That's what the, that's, maybe that's what the terrifying thing is. is yeah. That it's this like complete, I have no control over the situation and a lot of shit can happen. And so much shit can it's, happen. And it's, you know, it's more so the, the uh, is my family okay? Is my mom okay? Mm. Is my, you know, like, are the are my nephews okay? What happened over there? And if you can call the out immediately. How are things away from me? Uh-huh. And if you can't contact people immediately, I see. You know, that kind okay. of that kind of thing. Well, yeah. So I think it's cool. more that that's triggering, um, as opposed to like me being in immediate danger. Okay, it's kind of like okay. the, it. It it's the it it. Well, it's like legitimately triggering. It triggers that 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 panic, that fight or flight, freeze, yes. fawn, all of them. And uh, then I've got to like convince myself, you know, everything's fine. It's okay. It's not, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, along these, along this topic, mm -hmm. table was a lot lower. <laughs> that, that was. Uh, I wish you could have. I wish everyone could have seen that. You trying to like lean and just this. <laughs> so uh, the table was a little lower than I thought, and so like my elbow was slowly going down to meet the table, just like kept going. Anyway, where's the where's the live stream when you need I it? Know. Uh, <laughs> he, Tony live streams. Did you know that Tony live streams every time he does the podcast? What he live stream? He logs onto his Instagram account and live streams. God, he's such a badass. I know. We could technically do that right now. We could do that no. right now. No, no, no. We, we can't. No, we both need a lot more preparation than that. To just <laughs> anyway, like go live. but we should start going live on our Instagram. We should. I show. think people would enjoy that. Um. Anyway, along these lines. Um, speaking about what I read in The Body Keeps the Score this yes. morning. Yes. So, the example that was in the book. Nope, I'm not going to go this deep. Basically, the information that I read is that how soon, like, your ability to leave a traumatizing situation and go somewhere safe is crucial in how lasting the effects of that trauma will be. Does that make sense? Mm, can you elaborate a little bit? Yeah, so like, for example, if I watched a car accident and I stayed there and watched it happen the whole time, like, however horrific, even if it's just someone that was just like truly shaken, you know, take away all the gore and all that, but then like, add really traumatizing shit like gore mm -hmm, all of mm -hmm. that if i don't know it gets a little hairy because like if if i didn't either have the ability or i wasn't allowed to leave that situation or if i was part of that situation i don't know anyway if I wasn't able to go leave that situation to regulate my nervous system, to breathe normally, reduce my heart rate, find safety, be grounded, the longer it will affect me later. Wow. So, okay. 
And along the lines of our trauma, mm. like specifically in religious trauma. I have a story about this. Don't let me forget. I'm sure I'm sure you do, and you will I have, have so have many more. Story. <laughs> yeah. Um the trauma happens in being forced to sit there and be still. Wow. And not because your nervous system is telling you to leave. Your nervous system is telling you to move. Your nervous system is telling you to do. But for whatever reason, a forceful parent, forceful religion, um, just like the freeze response, that is so much more last. Like that makes the trauma last so much longer yeah. than if... Yeah. You know, like you had a traumatic experience, but then you were able to, I mean, it kind of is a no brainer. Like the sooner you start acknowledging, processing, healing from the sooner you do that. Uh, no, but a, yeah, but yeah, it's a, yeah. that's a really good. I mean, that's like a little uh, like, I, I mean, it, it, it sounds simple, but it, like in application, I'm, I'm kind of like it's it's a little mind boggling, too, because I I don't know if you're like this, but when you have, after I have a panic attack or I'm wildly triggered um, to the point of close of a panic attack or when I have one, I've had a couple of the last, I think I had two, two over the holiday season. Mm. Um, uh, I feel like almost ill for the next couple days, mm -hmm. at least the next 24 hours. Like I'm drained, I'm tired, I'm exhausted. I feel like I'm getting sick and it takes me a while to recover from that. And I had on Christmas day, my dad, was just being awful, absolutely awful. And I stood up to him, and I and I and I, you know, stood up to him, and I I stood my ground, and I feel good about what I said and what I did. But I ended up having a panic attack, and had to stay there. Like I had, I went, you know, went onto the garage, had a full panic attack, had to take medicine, and then stay there for the rest of Christmas hours. And uh, I never thought about the fact that like being in that situation, having to stay in that situation for hours and not being able to, when your brain's like, get exactly. out, get yes. out, get out and get safe and you can't, that that just kind of like prolongs the, the, exactly. I feel like it's, it feels like a hangover. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, honestly, it feels like a hangover and it's that like, if I do two shots now, I'm going to be drunk and hungover for however long. But if I just keep drinking, the hangover is going to, it, extend exponentially you know and that's how it that's it feels like a a, 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 a panic attack hangover yeah, yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah it's it um it kind of blew my mind because it was you know just thinking about how many times my body and my nervous system and this is another thing that I read is that like the emotional brain, like the reptilian, I'm quoting like emotional, yes. mm -hmm. quote, emotional brain, quote, reptilian brain. These things were online before we were even born. We are able yeah. to sense what we need and where we need to go to get these things before we're even born with that sense, that ability to sense if we're hungry if we have to pee, mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah. and in religious settings, it removes the ability to listen to those internal systems, mm -hmm. to listen to when you need to pee, 
to listen when you have a sexual urge, mm -hmm. to listen when you need silence yeah. or isolation. It's it, or rest. It, like it's it's a lot more difficult to distinguish between all of the emotions and all of the the uh, the. I'm, it, this is more of a question as to what you're saying as opposed to like a statement. Okay. Okay. Like uh, um, it it comes it becomes a little bit more difficult to like um distinguish. You know, I, what, what I was relating it to was uh, Brene Brown. She talks about the power of vulnerability, and she talks about how you can't. Um, selectively numb emotions. So mm -hmm. if you turn off pain and fear, you also turn off joy and and love, and you just yep. turn. And so I feel like it's kind of the same thing. It's like when you're when your body's natural ability to sense danger, keep you safe, and and um, and and uh, distinguish between those indications. It's also the same thing. You're like your whole system's like turned off. Yeah. So you don't know what you know. You don't know like uh, you don't. I can, you don't words you you're doing great like you don't know what attraction to someone is you don't also don't know like you said when you have to go pee or like am i hungry or am i just bored or am i tired or am i sad or am i oh wait nope i'm hungry because now i'm fucking starving and my blood sugar's off and i'm you know, pissed like, and i'm angry yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's how like i don't know what anything feels like until it's almost a fucking like like survival necessity you know, like, yeah, I remember thinking, I remember thinking one time, like someone was talking about being hungry and I was like, huh, I don't know what anything feels like except starving. Like I don't get hungry. I'm either starving or there's nothing. Yep. That's it. Like I, I know that I'm hungry when my stomach is growling and I'm and a lot of times I only know I'm hungry because I'm cranky and my blood sugar is down and I notice the symptoms that I have from having low blood sugar and I know that that means I'm hungry yeah you know and there's but like the amount of times I actually feel hunger rare yeah rarely it's more of just like a oh I'm supposed to eat now it's been six hours yeah you know and that and that is because the programming told you that those internal messages are not to be listened to for whatever mm -hmm. reason x y and z the devil yeah. <laughs> like the natural man whatever it is like all of that it's bullshit your, yeah totally it's your it's your body's way of surviving and how else can you survive if you don't listen to it like that's that's what's maddening to me i mean the farther away i get from religion the more mad it seems just the absolute insanity mm -hmm. of this system of of having a no questions asked belief that have like having a feeling of hunger is sinful what the fuck yeah what the actual fuck like that oh. is not changeable mm -hmm. that is not something anyone can change yeah. but 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 that suppression of it that inability to tap into that is what keeps people plugged in i i didn't mean to get on a soapbox my no, goodness it's actually, been a while <laughs> this is a great segue right to the point that we were originally going to talk about which is uh uh sacrifice versus self-harm and Ooh. to me the well oh i do that all the time bless you 
I sit in this chair and then I like move around and my foot hits the, um, yeah. the thing to lower it and then I just drop and anyways. Um, uh, the first thing that comes to mind when I think of, when I thought of when we were talking about this topic, the sacrifice versus self-harm is fasting. And mm. I know that fasting has a lot of health uh, benefits and I know that there's, um, you know, people, I don't know. I don't particularly like fasting. It's also because I have some body dysmorphia and some, I've, I've had, um, I've had a, a eating disorder in the past. And so fasting is not something that I can do. I also have health issues that require me to eat. Right. <laughs> you right. Know, like I can't not eat. I take medication. I have low blood sugar. It's not good for me. But I remember growing up when I was, so when I first remember fasting, there was this um, group, this traveling group called Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames. Have you ever heard of it? No. It's exactly what Ew, you think it is. No. But it's a, a traveling performance group. And like they go to, they would go to local communities. They would go to towns and get local churches, people from local churches to volunteer and audition. And then they would put on this play that was about people dying and either going to heaven or hell. And it's so cliche and stupid. There's like a, an old lady that dies and then she's like super young when she goes to heaven. And then there's these, you know, teenagers that drink and drive and right. they all go to hell. Yeah. And it's actually very traumatic yep. because when you go to hell, it's like this evil, these evil like demons come out and grab you. And then there, people are just blood curdling screams. There's like, a, there's one where like that a whole family dies in a car God. wreck or something. And then like the the husband goes to hell and the wife goes to heaven and and uh the, it's like the you know, like they're the family's ripped yes, apart. Yeah, and they're like devastatingly weeping and crying and please don't take my family and that kind of shit. Yeah, it's it's fucking ridiculous. It's all fear mongering, it's yep. all just like That's all it fear is. tactics. And uh You but, know what's funny? Sorry, go ahead. No, uh but during that time, when they would come to town, local churches would, um, uh, like, if you did, couldn't play or be involved in the show, you fasted. For like, people would sign up to fast for twenty four hours during the week that it was going on to fast and pray to, for its success and to get people to. Um, so that's, and I was probably somewhere between ten and thirteen. Um, I can't really remember. I saw this That's meme. fair. I saw this meme that said trauma is like I was born and then I blinked and I was 13 and then one more day and I was 21. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, no memory. Uh, yeah. It's either before 13 or between 13 and 21. Yeah. Exactly. Precisely. <laughs> Those are the time frames yeah. of your life. <laughs> um, yeah. For me, it was like I have like when I moved when I was 11. Like when we moved from Arcadia to McKinleyville, I I have memories around that time, and then when I came out, you know, it's like yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I was I was like that age, a youth, a youth, d like not eating for twenty four hours oh before I could really understand what that means. Like I didn't. The whole point of fasting was to deny your flesh so that you could focus on God and pray right. more. You know, deny your deny your flesh. Um, and I'm like, I just, I was a fucking kid. I just right. didn't eat for 24 hours, and all I could do was think about food. And I was like, that is just so 
damaging. That's not that's not sacrifice. That's no self harm. No. You know? Yeah. And and okay. So I have a comment about that fucking traveling. Heaven's gates, hell's flames. Uh, it literally sounds like the worst case scenario. Like what religious people say about the circus like queer folk i mean yeah. they're a circus is problematic okay i get it but like a the circus is problematic i don't know calling queer people a circus or just circuses in general i don't know okay circuses like animal rights and things oh, like animals. that yes 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 so like, but yeah the community of like people excluded from society finding mm. a community and belonging traveling around bringing joy to the masses and bringing people together like that literally sounds like what religious people say circus life is mm -hmm. is like debauchery like hell mm -hmm. like that sounds like actual hell yeah what you're describing yeah yeah and i i'm just floored that this actually exists I don't know. I wonder if it still exists. I'm going to look it up on our break. I'll look up to see if it's still going on. I doubt it because it's wildly problematic. You know what I'm finding, though, is that religions are still finding a way. To do they're doing everything. it. I know. Life I finds know. a way, and there is a life in religion. Unfor I, I don't, unfortunately for me, but, like, unfortunately for a lot of people. Toxic religions. Toxic yeah. religions, and it's really impossible to separate the non-toxic from the toxic truly it, you know i i do want to talk about the sacrifice versus self-harm and, and uh, maybe i don't know if we get too off, far off topic we can come back to it like we do right but <laughs> like i really you know when we started this podcast and just in general in my life i've always wanted to never uh assume extremes never right. assign you know that's why we talk about toxic religion and that's why we talk abusive you know religions and right. just like religion in general but it, that's getting harder and harder and harder to do when there's things like like there have i, I had i was putting on a drag show in december and had to cancel it because i didn't feel like it was safe because of all these fucking horrible ridiculous like because around the country in the United States have is, attacked yeah. specifically drag and queer places. Yes. Because because of the wild wildly inaccurate bogus claims that were harming children. Right. And 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 between June I saw a news uh, a news interview between June and uh, I think I watched it in December. There just between June and December there were 125 uh, uh, drag shows or queer events that had been violently oh my god like attacked with violence oh my including god things like Molotov cocktails being thrown into clubs and 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 things set on fire and like like not just like not like just not like trying to signs. hurt yeah trying to kill trying to destroy yeah not just like wow yeah not just like that's the normal, incredible the quote-unquote normal violence that you know queer people particularly drag queens are used to you know <laughs> the quiet murders are yeah. no yeah. longer quiet <laughs> exactly that's and that's a good point that's in addition to all of the trans women of color that are being murdered all every single quiet. fucking year which is in the hundreds every yeah. year it's like over 300 trans people are murdered and somewhere between like 80 and 90 percent of those are trans people of color like that, so all of these other things are in addition to the shit that we're normally dealing with. That's not the that's not the including the the gay couples that have been like 
literally fucking beat up and taken to the hospital. That's not the people who. That's not all of the like, the um, the people uh, being the, spit on you know, as that they spit on. Yeah, you know, like that that kind of being kicked out of bars, being denied services. That's not counting all of the stuff that we just fucking deal with on a regular basis. <laughs> I this identify is, as a golden retriever. Yeah. It, oh yeah. <laughs> I have never, <laughs> I have never understood violence more in my life than this year. You know, yep. like I've never been able to relate to someone wanting to just beat the crap out of someone, or you know. And I'm like, I get it now. Like it's fucking. I'm not gonna do anything violent, but I well, get it. <laughs> well, and here's 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 where uh, here's where I need to readjust my headphones <laughs> because. This is where the higher, and I'm not like leveling people here, but here is where the higher level thinking comes through. Because what, and I'm not, again, I'm not trying to do sides. This is really hard to like explain or like point out the problematic parts of this system without being so side oriented with discussion but I, I, like i think at this point it just like unfortunately okay. it's a little polarized at this yeah, point yeah we can only say what we can say right so with this knowledge let's just acknowledge how many assassinations have happened and who has been assassinated people that have tried to expand the human consciousness people preaching love um, you know, however problematic the time or motive, whatever it might be, these people were still assassinated. That, but like the side that has been oppressed, how many assassinations have been made going the other direction? How many assassination attempts have happened for Trump? You know what I mean? Like, there yeah. seems how to be how many churches have been set on fire by Molotov cocktails from queer people. There just seems to be an agreement on quote our side that physical violence isn't an option, and there seems to be a belief on the quote other side <laughs> that that results in things. And so it just like, I don't know, there are differences and we can acknowledge these differences, but when there becomes physical violence, that's when I'm like, you need to feel some of this. You need to feel some of this that you are dishing out because that is the only way that you are going to understand how fucking damaging it is. That's the, that's the only way I can think. <laughs> I don't even think that physical violence will help them understand anything, but it might get them to stop. It might. And that's, to me, that's all I care about at this point. Right. Like, like, like I don't, just like, let us live. <laughs> I actually don't fucking care if you ever see my point of my perspective and my side of the point. I just want you to stop fucking murdering us. Okay. Like, Please? stop it. <laughs> like, I don't care if you agree with me. I, in fact, don't want you to. I would really like you to just leave me alone forever. Like, right. I don't, and, and like, I just don't, you know, like, and, and the, the, what I was going to say is that there was another drag show, a fundraiser that was going to be held in Ferndale on, on February 4th, and uh, there was a sign posted on a church, beware, drag drag show for kids happening at the, the old steeple. Jesus. And uh, so, yeah, like, Target. It's, it's happening <laughs> here. 
if you don't think if you think that it's removed or it's just in bigger cities no it's fucking happening here there was uh the last you know uh redwood pride event was picketed and and videotaped and then like you know edited to fit their agenda and posted sure. online it's right. fucking there's a whole facebook group of people that are talking and and spreading all that same bullshit it's happening right here and i i'm just i'm so beyond like i'm so i i i just don't fucking care anymore. Like, I don't <laughs> care about their feelings. I don't care about their perspectives. I don't care about their health. I don't care about anything. I just want them to stop. I just want them to stop. It's beyond the point of reasoning. It's beyond the point of anybody understanding. It's beyond the point of 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 like, you know, taking the higher road, being the bigger person. It's, it's not about that, that point. It's about fucking survival again. Right. It's a like our generation, my generation like we were starting to see the benefits of all of the generations of queer people before us and now it feels like we're starting over not to their extreme mm -hmm. but i mean fucking close right they're trying to outlaw being gay again they're trying to reverse marriage any rights for trans folks and medical ability uh, or access they're trying to take it back to what to before what it was like before all of the people in the 60s like you know stonewall what all that started yeah i feel like there was like the Okay, however limited I am on queer history, I feel like there was the Stonewall generation, which, like, that broke through a lot and, like, made the visibility happen, made a lot of the, like, legal stuff start to roll out. To start. There was, were some, yeah. like, you know, ups and downs and ups and downs. That was a, a climax, a, a, a breaking point. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, you know, when queer marriage was legalized, I feel like that gave people a break and it honestly trump fucked a lot of it up but like trump validated a lot of the people that were there yeah and, and just to, like gave them boldness yeah and 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 so there was some regression there but i feel like you're right that there is another like and it's so hard to say that there is even like a another stone wall generation because it isn't really one event that's happening it is like such a s not so slow build up in my opinion like we are i don't know if we're at the head but it just feels it's like we're there. coming really to a like head somewhere yeah. and like something is building <laughs> and you know it's it's just one of the things i realized over over the kind of the holiday season and and you know my like i was talking to my coworker and I was talking about, we were talking about something um, uh, with one of the things of violence that happened. And, and I was telling him, I said, I, I said, our church, my growing up, my church, we did not encourage violence. We, that was not something that was an option for us. I said, but if it was, we would like, we would fully have justified it. We would, and, and uh, to be perfectly honest, if my church, the current leaders, the, the, the leadership that was in, the people that were in leadership and in control at the time of my old church, if they were still active now, I don't think it would be too far off for them to be agreeing with the whole violence, and taking them down and using whatever means necessary because the, um, the, uh, the level of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I have no idea. Oh my god! 
this. I'm not doing this. Um, (laughs) The level of uh, just self. I don't. I don't. I can't. The word is escaping me. But it's that like like denial of any kind of being wrong. Like they're so they're so like uh, egotistical. So just like like because we serve Jesus we everything that we do is right by definition mm. because I'm a Christian anything I do is right and is allowed because I'm a Christian and I do it for Jesus so it doesn't matter even what Jesus says or it I'm I it, like I am a Christian so therefore what I think is correct and when you get right. to that um that level of like like fucking like like I want to say like self elitism. Yeah. Oh, it's like it's, it's very elitism. El- 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 they're very. It's very elite. It's very delusional. Right. It's very uh, just uh, uh, just like there's no. I don't even know how to describe it, but like, have you ever tried to argue with someone who's already decided what their opinion is? Yes. That's what it's like, but for everything. Right. And 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 you don't need. You don't need to debate anything. You don't need anybody to validate you because you are just inherently validated by being a Christian. So you can just literally fucking come up with anything and everything you want to say. That's what Jesus said. And then go for it. That level of denial and and, um, delusion is you cannot argue with that. You cannot change that. You cannot fix that. And there's no or, or, or reason or logic. There's no meeting in the middle with that. Like there is no, no flex. No. There is no give. There is no other perspective. No. There is no anything. Like that is that is the way. That is the way. It's always the way. It's always been the way. We are right. There's no way around that. It just is. And that is that's what's scary to me. That's what's terrifying to me is that I know the kind of people that think like that. You know, and yeah, we I think we are similar in the sense that we understand that that we understand that just there is it is impossible for us to be inherently correct about anything. So we read books and we talk to people and we listen to podcasts and we get perspectives and we say things and we argue with ourselves, with each other. We we contradict. We we do all of the things that you do when you realize that there's no such thing as like fucking right and wrong there. It's all, it's all a, 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 just a, a spectrum, spectrum of human experience. You. And you <laughs> learn and you grow and you do all the, they don't do that. No, they don't do that. No, nope. they go, this is what I think. Now let me find where in the Bible I can, I can justify it with. Well, and bringing, bringing it back to, like the violence like violence can look different like violence can look like spitting at someone violence can look like violence can say i hate you or you you're you you know you're awful or you're going to hell yeah so it doesn't have to be so incredibly over the line or like outwardly violent it can be something as subtle as they shouldn't be here like yes. getting the message yes. that your body shouldn't be here, which is ultimately, I mean, that's the message that I heavily latched onto is that my body shouldn't be here because it's a sin. It's not, it's not, um, sorry, no. I got distracted. Um, I'm sorry, Tony sent us a really cool link that I'll share when you're done with your thought. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Maybe we can take a break after this, too. I would love that. Um, Actually, let's take a break. I'll look at the link, and then we'll share it afterwards. Okay. Um, um, what was I saying? I'm so sorry. That's okay. I thought it was your... F- it doesn't matter. Do you remember what I was talking about? No. Okay, fuck it. Let's I'm go to so a break. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I if that. I remember it, I'll remember it. some water um thanks to our lovely third co-host who's listening and helping both of us again tony is the brian of this of this outfit the brian i don't know what that means i was an idiot and said brian instead of brain or wrote it out or something (laughs) Ah, that was hilarious Uh, so he is yeah the Brian of this us, so keeps us on track. Thanks for listening, Tony. Thank you for listening, Tony. We, we adore love you. you. <laughs> That's all, Aiden. No, just just to be very clear. <laughs> um. Being anyway, is Tony's nice friendship. <laughs> I'm not flushing. This is ridiculous. Um, you started it. I know. <laughs> um, so, um, what I was talking about. Thank you again, Tony. Mm-hmm. Um. Is that my body is inherently sin is the message that I got and that it shouldn't be here. And so in that uh, comes inappropriate eating patterns. And I will say fasting is amongst that if Mm -hmm. it's not your choice. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is like also overeating in some points or like utis are pretty common because people just don't go to the bathroom because they just are not online with their bodies that way Mm -hmm. that's how like honestly that's my tiny opinion that that's how cancers are that it's just like emotional suppression that has been isolated to such a point that it is in the cellular level Mm -hmm. and it just like that's where it manifests i know that's not foolproof and like like that's the diagnosis for the causes no, of cancer of but, like, but like i certainly would agree that it could that like there's no way for us to say it's not a contributing factor especially with this some of the studies that have been about how um the percentage of success rate that uh, uh the percentage of success rate of getting better from cancer does like your mood affects it so you know like yes. something over like 50% or more of people, if they have a positive outlook, will improve, you know? Yes, yes. So, of course, our, it's our emotions. So, yeah, um, but in 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 the violence of being told that your body isn't allowed to be here, and that can look a thousand different ways, mm-hmm. if you have any sort of queer or trans body, if you have any body of color like those messages are especially amplified that it Mm -hmm. shouldn't be here or Mm -hmm. that it's wrong or that it should look differently or this or that like the like that is enough violence yep (laughs) but then like the very over the line external like physical violence of getting killed like that is (sighs) it's just it, it 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 compounds yeah you know i i think sometimes even myself that i forget that queer people are coming from a foundation so like like so being trans being non-binary being beyond not being cis in any Mm -hmm. capacity um in society alone 
comes with a certain level of shame and, and guilt, you know? Yeah. Um, it be, and being, so being gay or being queer, I don't know if you saw this, but, um, do you watch Stranger Things? Yes. You know, Will? Yep. Uh, did you see that he came out? <gasps> yep. Yeah. Thanks to my partner. <laughs> oh, it was adorable. It was so fucking adorable. But he came out on TikTok, which is like so fucking cute. And it said on there, like after however many years old he is, I don't remember, after like 18 years of being in the closet, I told my family and friends that I was gay and they were all like, we know. But I was like, this is a famous person, wildly famous person, who everyone probably already assumed or had an inkling you know, plays a gay character. Right. I don't know what his family situation is like. This one, that's not what I'm talking about. But as far as society goes, especially being famous, you, you know, there's you can do whatever the fuck you want. He's also young, mm-hmm. and being gay in society now is still is is a lot more. It's not anywhere where it should be, but it's a lot more accepted. Right. And still having that guilt and shame at that. So queer people fundamentally just start live live with a certain level of que- of shame and guilt and self-hatred then yep. being trans and non-binary or beyond the binary in any capacity adds another layer of that then you then then you start adding society and religion and self-harm and the, the you know and i was think one of the things i was thinking about is that the whole like it's re- it's disrespectful to get up in the middle of a church service and go pee like mm-hmm. that's what we were taught. Yeah. So then you just hold it until after you're done, sometimes two to three hours, four right. hours. And like all of those levels of self-harm and self-hatred just pile on top of each other. So and I think sometimes we forget, and particularly society looking at us forgets that like when we're talking about feeling unsafe at a drag show, it's not with or next to or or uh, solo, that is in addition to everything else that we're already dealing with. Right. That's in addition to the you know the trauma, the mental health issues, the anxiety, the depression, the the neurodivergence, on top of the self hatred, right. the body dysmorphia, right. the shame, the guilt, the all of that. You just you sparked a thought in me, if I may share. <laughs> Absolutely not. Why would you share your thoughts on this podcast centered around our opinions? I mean, they're pretty out there sometimes. <laughs> this I one, love them. I don't know. Your okay, thoughts so, are always welcome. Thank you. Oh, mm-hmm. um, so we know about generational trauma, yeah. ancestral trauma. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, and I don't know how it is this way because. There isn't a gay or a queer or a trans like gene. I don't. I don't believe. But isn't there, isn't there like a gene that it makes you more prone to it? I don't fuck know. Fuck if I know. I don't know. Christ, I, I'm not going to comment on that because I don't know. Um. Well. Okay. So, even if there is, I'm just wondering. Well, I'm just thinking that there might be like a queer generational trauma. That, like, even though I might not have any genetic relation to the first queer, whatever, first queer folks, like, there was a first, or, like, there (laughs) There was, there was, probably, but not, like, I don't know, just, I get what you're uh, saying, 
I get what you're saying. I just think modern society has really fucked everything because there was a point when queerness, not called queerness, but like the acceptance of differences, that was the normal. Yeah. And and I feel like, okay, I don't mean to like, no, here we go. Strap in, Just everybody. Yeah, strap in, strap on. Strap in, strap on, get ready, <laughs> consensually. Um, it These words like queerness, autism, like straight, all of this is, is it's just a bunch of words that we're using to describe ourselves. But before it got to such a scale, we didn't need these words. We were just simply accepted that we're all naturally different. Like mm -hmm. even women, mm -hmm. very, very different varieties of people lie within the definition of even cis women. Mm -hmm. And so like these words, I don't know. I feel like I'm pulling apart society and the patriarchy and religion <laughs> and well, the world. Well, yeah, <laughs> a lot of like a lot uh. of the ideals that we know of that that you know the misogyny and the um the misogyny and homophobia and transphobia unfortunately a lot of these ideals are just traced back to fundamental uh fundalist christianity fundamentalist christianity right um that's what it traces back to right like, it didn't come from you know it it, it this it i j it just baffles me how fundamentalist christianity has convinced everyone that so many people not everyone but has convinced so many people that this is how it always was right it wasn't like this a couple hundred years ago <laughs> it's only been a few hundred years in the scope of this earth being here for millions of years christianity has existed for a few hundred and they are convincing everyone that this is just how it's always been and how right. it should be. It was made up. You can look that up. This is all made up. You can research the fact that Pentecostalism <laughs> specifically was just made up. <laughs> Some guy was like, I don't like that religion, so I'm going to make my own and I'm going to call it Pentecostalism. That was how it was created. It didn't happen on the day of Pentecost, like we were told in the Bible. It didn't happen, you know, at the beginning when Jesus was born. It didn't happen then. I mean, switch out Mormonism and same. Same. Like someone just made it up. Switch out. Uh, what I'm finding, okay, what I'm finding is Jehovah's Witness is like making a comeback. Are like, they? There are, I don't know, maybe it's just because where I work, but there are a lot of Jehovah's Witness. Like I, I was talking to someone the other day and there was like a lot of damage that was done by the earthquake. Mm -hmm. And so there's this like disaster relief team of Jehovah's Witness that came from Southern California, Fuck. which arguably is going through their own troubles down there with all the flooding. Oh yes, 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 yes. But like the first thing that I that came to mind when I learned that this person was up here helping people is, did you want to do this? Or do you think that you have to do it mm -hmm. and that if you do it, that when you do it, you will get more blessings for in the afterlife? My first thought was, oh, they have an agenda. Right. Uh, like, uh, at least for, for, Christi for my, you know, what I've experienced with Pentecostalism and Christianity is that 
they look at those things like as opportunities to um, proselytize. Is that the word? Like sell their product. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, people are suffering. Let's go volunteer and help out out of the goodness of our hearts. And then we just preach at them the whole time. Right. And so like natural disasters are great, are signs of God and opportunities to, to bring people in and to remind them that um, if they weren't sinners, this wouldn't have happened. You know, all that bullshit. Yeah, I just can't, I can't, I just can't handle it anymore. I yeah. can't, like, I'm, I'm getting to that point where, like, I'm like, I, I don't care about, like, I know, and I will, like, I, we have established this podcast on the, the fundamental, like, the principle that we don't, like... We're not trying to extreme everyone out of here. We consider everyone's perspectives. We don't generalize. We don't, you know, we're we're not we're not talking bad about anybody specific. We share our experiences. We try not to. Yeah, (laughs) we try. You know, like we like. That's why we use terms like toxic religion instead of just religion in general. Right. We talk about bad people, not bad religions. But i'm honestly i hate this but i'm honestly getting to the point i'm like i'm tired of considering your feelings when you're not considering my life yep period you know you want me to go back to considering your feelings stop trying to to murder my people you know the golden rule of like treat others how you want to be treated did you say this i feel like you said this what? On this podcast already. If, it, if it's a good thing, I probably said it. Here it is. <laughs> Let me just quote Aiden really quick. Let me just quote you back to you. It was probably you, honestly. <laughs> no, no, no. I won't take credit for it. Um, well, what is but it? what's the saying? The quote, instead of treat others how you want to be treated, is treat others how they treat you. Oh, yeah, that was probably me I mean, that's how I feel. I, I feel like that escalates a lot of things, so that isn't like... I, I, don't find a lot of good feelings from living that way Mm -hmm. but with some specific people they need to fucking see this shit they need to see because sometimes it's simply that they do not they are not self-aware about how they come across or how they affect other people and it takes someone being open and interested in that self-growth for you to even approach them, letting them know mm-hmm. how they affect you. You know what I mean? Like I, I totally agree. And I think that like an like an addendum to that saying might yeah, yeah, be yeah. like like uh w- like when you're coming from a perspective of self awareness is is more like um the permission to treat others. Like like how others treat you is the permission on how to treat them. It's not like a Oh, you, you, you hurt me, so I have to hurt you. Right. It's a, oh, I respected you until you hurt me. Right. That's kind of how I view it. Is like a, you set the standard on how to be treated. You like, you want me to respect your religion, your feelings. You don't want me to say anything bad about you. You want me to honor all of your ideals and everything, while you think you can try to literally murder me. And accuse me of all of these heinous crimes that you're doing, not me. Right. There's, you know, there's this. It's, uh, it's uh, everyone saying it now is that no one has been like. There are no reports of people being sexually assaulted, particularly children, 
at drag shows or by drag queens. Right. How many reports are there of of women and children and men and everyone being assaulted by members of of uh, the clergy of 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 religious people? Like, you want me to respect Let's your look religion? Look at the facts. Just at look that. at the fucking facts. <laughs> and that's that's how I feel. It's like okay. Yeah, like I won't like I I don't want to talk bad about your religion. I'm not interested in talking bad about your religion. You don't get the benefit of me being nice to you while you're trying to murder me. I don't care why you think you're doing it. I don't fucking care that you think it's yeah. what Jesus told you. I don't care that you think you're doing the right thing. I don't fucking care that you think you're protecting your children. I'm not interested. I'm not harming your children. I'm not doing anything to you. But when you come for me, guess what? I'm going to come for you. Right. That's just how it goes. No, I'm not going to seek out your churches and burn them down. But if you come up to my church, you know, like if you come up to 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 my space and you try to harm me, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to be practicing forgiveness, bitch. You know, like I'm not going to yeah. be practicing <laughs> empathy. Yeah, I'm, there's not going to be any empathy. I'm yeah. going to pick whatever up, whatever you threw at me, and I'm going to throw it back. Yeah. You and can hope lead a horse to water. What? You can lead a horse to water. But, but if, if they try to drown you, <laughs> boundaries, boundaries, <laughs> make your boundaries. <laughs> oh, I just, I know I'm getting fired up and I know I'm getting frustrated, but like, it's just bullshit. It's enough. It's enough. I mean, we've tolerated it, you know, like we've tolerated it too much. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, it's hard. This is a hard one. I might be tapping out from this subject. <laughs> oh, sure. Absolutely. We can always change it. It's, 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 yeah, I'm just, it's just a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to hold on to. And just knowing that, that these acts of violence are happening every day elsewhere. And the tiny, tiny moments that, like, that you can fight it, but they're, like so hard to pinpoint and so hard to fight that it is yeah. impossible. <laughs> and it's and it and it is challenging because, you know, like retaliation isn't gonna do anything except validate their points. Yeah. So we have to be careful and choose our words carefully and, you know, go about you know, go about everything so specifically to, you know, you know, keep keep our noses clean per se or whatever that saying is, you know, yeah, like yeah. to be the better person, we have to do that. And it's just wildly overwhelming every single day to try to manage my health and then also try to fight back, but know how to fight back appropriately, you know, and, and well, and, you know, kind of going along, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, it's fine. Um, what, what I also read in the body keeps the score is that when so much energy is going to, suppressing the inner system or like suppressing the body telling you that you need to go do something else for yourself um in that in that moment you just kind of um like in disassociating you just lose your train of thought like i just did maybe <laughs> i need a break <laughs> <laughs> do you need a break i think welcome back Welcome back, everyone. We took a nice little break, calmed down a little bit. Yep. Not that we need to calm down because it's okay to be angry about these yeah. things because they're very valid and upsetting and affect our lives 
intensely. Yes. But but finding your grounding moment mm-hmm. or finding your space within that window of tolerance. I also think very important. That uh, yes, wildly important. And I also think that it's very important to have uh, friends, groups, people that you know are able to handle these kind of topics and have mm-hmm. these very passionate conversations with them. Yeah. Um, that can validate your anger while not absorbing it. Yeah. Can you know like you can get frustrated, you can be angry, you can throw something, you can break something, you can scream you know with them yes and they get it and they understand it and it isn't triggering to them and it's either. not triggering to them either because if you don't have the pressure releases right it's just going to build up and it's really going to damage you, you well know? here's the thing though if you don't release it if you just sit in it and mm-hmm. be silent and don't move that will perpetuate the trauma it will it will it, it, it will absolutely which because oh isn't it just interesting how if you don't deal with the trauma that someone else gave you, it turns into being traumatized again. Yep. Does that make sense? Yes. What isn't conscious is repeated. Yeah. It's really fucking frustrating. And, and, you know, (laughs) another yet another reason why I am so angry. (laughs) I mean, but like, I I love this phrase. I got this phrase from my couple's therapist, um, self-possession this like incredible like the most self-knowledge that you can have where you know your triggers you instantly know in your body what is happening you know what to do to interrupt it to get yourself away from that whatever to know yourself to feel yourself to allow yourself and to then go on about your day and not mm-hmm. feel shame about it. Like, mm-hmm. holy shit, dream life. Yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. And so, for like, sure. but that's that it's not that easy. It takes so much work. And even witnessing these, um, like reactions, these, um, like triggers that just yeah. set off. Like, I was uh, again just reading in The Body Keeps the Score that oftentimes. It's as simple as, you know, a cat looking down at a cucumber and seeing a snake, maybe. Mm-hmm. They jump, but then later they, like, yeah. you look down, you see a rope, it might be a snake, you jump, but yeah. then, like, a second later, you realize it's a rope. Yeah. It's that instantaneous. You do not know what your body is telling you until it's happening. And yes, so, totally. Yeah, so that, like, I don't know. Well, don't and know. to add on to that, when you have trauma when you have ptsd and you look down and you see a rope you think it's a snake and that survival mode kicks in a lot of people can just go oh it's just a rope oh thank goodness and move on with their day me it's a fucking two hour three hour thing where i have to calm down and breathe and have a snack and go home and take a nap because my trauma has been triggered and i can't get it you know like it's this thing it's an event you know well because the reaction to that other person might be a little jump right Mm -hmm. like a oh goodness oh me oh my like a grasp to the chest a little you know but like your response might be like shutting down jumping three feet away and then running into your Mm -hmm. bed and cowering and like having a panic attack after like we don't have the response might be three times, five times, 12 times. You might shut down and not be able to move for hours. Yeah. Like, 
because we don't have that emotional regulation. And 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 so like the ability, like the work, I mean, the work that I'm doing because I'm so exhausted by the suffering that my repeated triggers and traumas are bringing me. I'm so fucking tired of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the work that I'm doing in becoming so aware of myself, I just simply want to do that. I just yeah. simply want to see what is happening and know what I can do for myself and move on mm -hmm. and not feel shame. That's yep. the bit that's just like, yep. I am like the grips of shame are insanity. And I think this is a really great segue into the topic that we, the original topic of this podcast, which I would love to probably continue the next time you're we here. We should, yep. Because um, <laughs> I think there's a lot of, a lot of like uh, material and, and topic that we can go. But the the um, sacrifice versus self-harm, I think emotional regulation is a very, very good aspect mm. of that because, you know, uh, denying your emotions um, is just such a common practice in Christianity, you know, well, and the gaslighting, like yeah. the self gaslighting, like you're like you're supposed to, they, they talk, you know, it's, it's, it's framed as controlling your emotions, mm -hmm. but really it's just denying them, you know, anger is bad. Joy is good. Like we're only supposed to feel good. Like you're only supposed to feel joy. You're only supposed to be like there. They, they tell you that life with Christ is only happiness. So if you aren't happy, then you're not doing what you're supposed to. Yeah. And so that, that like sacrificing versus self-harm, you're, you're, you're supposed to be, you know, sacrificing and denying yourself so that you can always be happy. But what you're just doing is, is, is harming yourself for feeling emotions. And it, 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 it it's, it, it's not, it's not what they say it is. It's very, very damaging to not feel your emotions. And emotional regulation is not repression. Right. Emotional regulation is I know that I get angry um, or I know that I get sad or I, I feel all these emotions and I understand them and they process them and I regulate them. I don't let them get out of control because I'm in because I am regulating my emotions. It's not I refuse to feel any emotions except happiness. So I'm just going to bottle them up until they explode. You and know? then deny that I'm having them. And then pretend like I'm not angry. I'm not them. angry. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Like, exactly. Yep. That's like I'm the opposite of what I'm going for is, mm -hmm. is that entire like, yeah. Or <gasps> I'm, I'm only angry because you sinned. Right. So it's, it's justified because it's righteous anger. No, you're just out of control. Well, <laughs> Going back to the sacrifice versus self-harm, that people-pleasing element is, is that, mm -hmm. is the, like, that's the thing that I'm observing. I want to look up the definition of sacrifice and self-harm, so Ooh. that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing okay, while okay. you're talking. Okay, I'll deep dive onto my people-pleasing adventure. Do. I want to hear it. <laughs> so, I'm learning that I am naturally a people-pleaser. I love helping people. I love helping people find what they need. I love answering their questions. I like making their lives easier. I love it. And I love that about myself. And something that Mormonism really like, I'm taking this phrase from the Mormons on Mushrooms, folks. Um, 
I was a square peg in a square hole. I was naturally oh, yeah. a people pleaser mm -hmm. and Mormonism it, hijacked like, the fuck out of that and like escalated yeah. it to the overextension part. So your personality really fit into I see. Yeah. I really did. I really did. Mm -hmm. I was a really good Mormon naturally. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was a really good Christian. I mean, except for being queer. Yeah, well. You know, I f I tried. <laughs> like I felt like I I I I did the things correctly, you know. Yeah. Um but that that people pleasing element in my life that is that I am acknowledging is how much of my people pleasing is the programming and how much of it is what I'm choosing to do because the sacrifice versus self-harm there's also kind of an element I mean definitely an element in my upbringing and I'm sure it's part of yours as well is the more suffering or like the harder a task the more blessings or like if this life is so incredibly hard, then your afterlife experience must be golden. Like it yep. must, like yep. I am Job. I am going through the mm -hmm. hardest, hardest, darkest ocean of night on to reap all of the blessings. That, that narrative is so damaging. Yep. Because yep. that implies that if you hurt yourself more, you're gonna get more later. Yep. And that's not, like, even if you believe in an afterlife, that is not guaranteed. It no. isn't guaranteed that you're going to have more blessings because no. you are suffering more. That is a false narrative. They're promising something they've never experienced. Right. And and just like the uh, just the narrative that the harder you have to go through something, the better the result is just simply not true. No, Some it's not. great things have really easy access yeah i don't know most I'm... most good things are fairly easily easily attained or and should be easily attained you know right i mean as simple as good things are hard and easy to make happen same thing with hard things mm -hmm. like that there is no like template of how much effort something should take and how much benefit it will result in yeah and and just to clarify i feel like um uh what you know we we were always taught the whole like if if you're if you're struggling it means you're on the right track because the devil's fighting against you so that was that was our narrative mm -hmm. that if if you're if, if you're having a hard time it's because you're doing something right because if if everything's going well for you which was just so fucking weird because on out of one side of their mouth they're saying Christians should always be happy and life should be easy because God's blessing you and on the other side they were saying if you're struggling it's because you're doing something right and the devil's fighting you so you should be struggling so which fucking is it you know right, which one is it right but um, and therein lies the holes in your own mm -hmm. story my friends exactly <laughs> and so when you talk about this like when I at least when I'm talking about you know good things should be easily attained we're not talking about like the effort of painting a picture you know, like it's it's not easy to just paint. You know, like it's we're we're not saying that like that like hard work doesn't have its own reward. We're talking about like no one should be fighting you against happiness. You know, like no one should be f 
act, nothing should be actively fighting against you to attain these things. Like, yeah, you're going to work hard. Of course, like hard work has its own, its, its, its own reward. But if someone or something is actively fighting against you, that doesn't mean that it's better. Right. Or that you're going to f- get a better reward. No. If like, like the path of least resistance is usually the right one. Not the wrong one. <laughs> I I have I have something that like in addition to what you just said. Yeah. Usually in most situations, if you want to learn how to paint, if you put in as much work to learn how to paint, you will be that good of a painter. Mm-hmm. Like if you study an hour a week, you're gonna be a good painter. But if you study an hour a day, you're going to be a great painter. Like there's that yes. spectrum of yes. like if you put in hard work good work will come out of it. Uh Uh-huh. Absolutely. But if you are trying to get a better job, get health care, get independence, um, get autonomy, uh, eat, I don't know. Yeah. If you're trying to better your general quality of life and there are things that are inhibiting you, I mean, there are systematic things that are problematic with healthcare, but like, if there is a a person or a like a a presence, like a religion, that is telling you you can't or you shouldn't or you won't, it, that's like I I feel like I got off track a little bit, but that it it's different yeah. when like they are making the resistance and they are saying you just need to try harder. Yes. Does that make more sense? It does. I feel like, uh, I feel like, uh, well, uh, an example that makes sense to me is like, a, a relationship, um, like a friendship, uh, romantic, uh, business partner, whatever, just relationship in general, any human relating. Any, <laughs> if you are in this human relationship and, uh, they are being an asshole, and they're they're being awful to you, and they're, you know, not reciprocating your emotions, and they're just not treating your boundaries, not, li- not respecting your boundaries, not listening to you. Da da da. That is not because you just need to work harder, which is a very common right um, uh, mindset in the in the in 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 just religion and in, <laughs> in Christianity is that like. If God tells you to be together, you have to work harder. Right. And if you're not working, and it's usually a very misogynistic thing, the guy gets to behave however the fuck he wants, and the woman's supposed to change him. Right. Um, he doesn't be, have yeah, any exactly. work, and she has all the work. But I feel like that's a good example of like, oh, you are you have this friend that that never respects your boundaries, uh, 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 makes plans and then just doesn't show up, uh, makes jokes about your insert insert personal something yeah. here your body your type your clothing your whatever how you speak yeah. how you act whatever steals money from you like <laughs> does all these and and you're like well if i just worked harder we'd have a better relationship no right. that's not true and that's kind of i feel like the example that we're trying to say is that that like christianity mm. often tells you that's the that friend. you're the problem christianity's christianity the is friend. the friend speaking of stealing <laughs> money tithing oh my god Sacrifice versus self harm. That's it. Tithing. You want a, a good example of that? Tithing, like ten percent. Ten percent is what in our church it was. If you wanted to be on staff, you were required to to tithe and give ten percent offering. So 
So the church was taking 20% minimum oh. of my income. And that did not include the money I spent on whatever ministry I was doing, any supplies or anything I bought for any class I was teaching, any of the extra stuff, that the, the gas money that I was paying driving back and forth to all to having to go to the church in Arcata when I lived in McKinleyville or Eureka every single fucking day of the week. Yeah, 20% wow. of my income minimum on top of everything else. Wow. 20% of your income is a fucking lot of money. That's a lot of money. And if you're scraping by. Which most in people in my church were. Right. And they wanted, and they, and they just kept taking that money and telling you that it was, it was, um, God was going to give it back and Dude, better. I remember being like, so once we were baptized at eight, that's when we started paying tithing because then we were accountable for our sins. <laughs> yep. Oh. oh, ours was like 12 or 13. It was somewhere between like 10 and 13, you became aware of sin. Wow. <laughs> you were being, you're, you were held responsible for your actions at that point. Wow. Anytime before that, you could sin and not know it because you were a child. Wow. And it was okay. Okay, Mormons start young. Um, I mean, so they started the conditioning young, but for some reason, well, the course. age of something, whatever they called it, wasn't. Like a seven, eight-year-old? Jesus. Anyway, so eight years old, we were baptized, and um, so we started paying tithing. I remember, like, tithing cents, like mm -hmm. 13, 15, 17 cents. <laughs> mm -hmm. But... It's what God wanted. People would, we even went as far as to talk about tithing your time, tithing your food. Oh, God. Tithing, like, oh, if you don't, if you can't afford to, to give off, oh to God. give, so you, you have to give the 10%. That's required by God. But if you can't afford to do offerings, like, like give 10% of your time, give 10% of whatever you have, 10% of your food to donate to this, this thing. Yeah. And of course, it's never just ten percent. You go 10%. at least over twenty just to make sure you're covered. <laughs> well, I like I said, you know, I was tithing ten percent, and then giving offerings of ten percent, and then everything else. Fifty percent of my life was there, if not uh, uh, more, like eighty percent of my life was there. You That's know? what I mean. Like energetically, you will you're go giving everything over, over just to make sure. But then it isn't. It still isn't enough. No, never. It's never enough. It's that's the whole point. Is that it's never enough, you know, and it's 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 just it's constant. Yeah, it is a slippery slope into debauchery and sadness. And exactly. So we are nearing the end. We have five more minutes before we kind of have to wrap up. And it looks like you have a thing wow. to say. I do, and it kind of <laughs> matches up. Um, what are you reading from? So this book is called Glad Day. It's daily meditations for queer people. Um, I got it from my mom. Thanks, mom. <laughs> um, so it the it goes by the day. So January fourteenth of whatever year. Mm -hmm. um, this it, it gives a little excerpt and then a little like um, mantra that you can repeat throughout the day. So wow. Okay, for every one of us <laughs> who has recovered from addiction, there are dozens who have gone mad or died or who have denied their dreams. Some have survived merely to lead in Henry David's Thoreau, Henry David Thoreau's words, lives of quiet desperation. 
When we think of the sickness, suffering, and despair of those who have died or who are still active in their addictions, our response need not be moral judgment, survivor's guilt, or denial. We can feel compassion for them as well as for those, including ourselves, on whom their lives have had an impact. We can acknowledge that others have been a part of our, our own path to recovery and thank them in our hearts. We can recognize how life, how little separate, wow, we can recognize how little separate separates our lives from theirs. We can appreciate life's fragility and riskiness, rejoice in the freedom recovery affords, and commit ourselves to becoming all that we can be in the time we've been given. We can afford those who still suffer in the love and warmth of our thoughts. Wait, we can enfold <laughs> those who still suffer. <laughs> uh, we can enfold those who still suffer in the love and warmth of our thoughts, hoping that they achieve peace. And the little mantra is, today I feel connection to all those who are suffering and hope for their well-being. That's beautiful. That was really... I really liked the, the first part of it, like, kind of, like, hit me really intensely where it says the, for everyone who's recovered from addiction, there are how, so many that have, you know, gone mad or whatever it said, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like that. It, the, it, if we ever forget, and that, <sighs> that's what I feel like, we have to, one of the things we have to remember is that the extremes are the ones that make it onto social media. So the the the, the extreme success stories and the extreme losses. So mm-hmm. you're seeing the worst of the worst and the best of the best, and don't forget that there's everyone else in between that. There are people who are, you know. Are, are trans, but are closeted and probably will remain closeted. There are, you know, queer people who are in relationships, you know, like gay people who are in hetero relationships without their consent and have not and can't feel like they can do nothing about it. There are people who are just who are not still today, and that's kind of the point I was making, like with Noah Schnapp coming out and feeling like, he, you know, saying I was feeling like you couldn't come out in in the in that kind of environment there are people still today that are still um do not have the freedoms that we often think that they do and 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 that is uh why we keep doing what we do because yeah. it's we're not there yet and uh and uh we we certainly can be and that's why we continue to work and that's why we continue to do a podcast like this and why we continue to talk and, yeah. and have connection and have um, and, and have community is because that's what we're working for. And Well, and I feel like social media, as harmful as it can be in some ways and, like, as extreme as it can be in some ways, I feel like it is also giving a voice to the, yeah. the middle people that aren't yeah. the, like, hyper-passing or, like, hyper-famous that are just, like, literally struggling to yeah. feel okay in our bodies day-to-day. Oh, and yeah. I, I, I love social media for that mm-hmm. for that reason because that realness, like that vulnerability, that is what empowers people that like, oh, that person's really struggling. Well, I'm really struggling. Well, then I can do that too. You know, like yeah, that connection, absolutely. that like 
the healthy escalation of like, oh, I could, oh, oh, like, yes, that mm -hmm. is a beautiful result of social media. I know people that have realized they were trans from Tumblr. I know people that have wow. connected with other queer people on, 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 uh, uh, Twitter or Tumblr and found their partner, you know, their lifelong partner. There are Craigslist lovers, yeah, like totally, marriages, yes, you yes. know, like the, there's a um, there's a discord channel um, that is a queer. I, I during the pandemic, I joined it and then quickly realized it was all like there's some adults, but it was mostly children. And I'm like, oh, OK, you guys, you guys enjoy <laughs> yourselves. I'm going to go somewhere else. Oh, this isn't a platform yeah. for me. OK. But they meet every uh, they it, it's Minecraft. It was a Minecraft, mm, a queer cool. Minecraft server. And they would meet like every Friday and hang out and talk and, and, and just like have that community. I'm like, this it's providing wonderful spaces that that people you know, that don't have other access to queer community can find it on there. And I think that's a beautiful thing. You know, something that I feel compelled to like share as well of like calling out that there is a huge community and a huge connection for it are parents of trans kids. Mm -hmm. I feel like mm -hmm. those, like that unit, like that family unit of children trans children that is such a targeted demographic right now very much and so. i feel like that community because especially in places that are really conservative and really unsafe to allow your children to be as physically open mm -hmm. about their gender identity or as fluid like the fluidity and like the not extremes i feel like is what really isn't okay mm -hmm. um but isn't it's allowed isn't it's okay. allowed it's not allowed right yeah. yes yeah. isn't um supported by S yes. general society yes. um i feel like navigating these issues within public school within religion within all of these really hard social dynamics to navigate i feel like y'all are kind of on the forefront of this fight <laughs> um I agreed it's it's <laughs> very much there's a magnifying glass on them Right yeah, now, and, and it sucks. I, I hope that doesn't shut you down. <laughs> if if yeah. any trans kids, parents of trans kids are listening, I hope that doesn't shut you down. Um, Let us know how we can support you, please. Literally, uh, we are here for mm -hmm. you. Like you might be the spearhead, but you have the entire spear behind you. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, like absolutely. We are stronger together. You are not alone. And even though we might not be on the very detailed front on these on these fights, we're still here yeah. to listen. We're here to support. Like, yep, we're all here for it. Yep, <laughs> and, and that's if, all I have to say about that. <laughs> and if you would like to, if you do want to connect with us, we. Um, have an Instagram. It's Ooh, our turn pod. <laughs> Thanks. Smooth. It's our turn pod um, is our Instagram. It's also our e email. It's, it's our turn pod at gmail.com. You can email us. Um, uh, we are going to be getting back into the, the habit of uploading episodes. And uh, you can find those episodes. We have over 30 already uploaded. Damn. Yeah. It's like 34. I think I uploaded the 34th episode a couple weeks ago. Damn. And, uh, um, 
find those on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podbean. And uh, yeah, so check us out. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs>